definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Another week. Welcome, everybody, to the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. Coming up today, a lot, as we'll reflect over the weekend. Get you set for a national championship and talk to David Collier. What's up, David? How was the trip? Turned out to be a pretty solid trip, huh? I'll tell you what, it was a great trip. There were some kind of protests going on. I was able to dance around, but uh, some of our guys, the um, the guys that go out in front, got caught up in uh, protest traffic and um, had trouble getting to the mood. Uh, but we went a different way and got around the protest and then protested the fact that Texas should exist with a victory over the Longhorns. So it was... It was really good, man. I mean, we ate so good Friday night. Uh, Bob's Chop House had some steaks and and some uh, some apps, and then stayed at a nice hotel. The traffic wasn't crazy. The arena there is fantastic. It's just gorgeous, um, and it's unique because of those movie screens. Do you know about yeah. the movie screens? You know, yeah. you've seen those. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I actually. Sorry, I, I I like the way it looks. I mean, kind of oh, intimate so everything up there. Yeah, it's well, it's a um, it's a basketball arena that feels like a concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Concert hall. Yeah. At, at one point, late in the game, when they were trying to get them revved up, and it didn't look good for them, um, I was like, man, it feels like we're at the club a little bit here. <laughs> and you know, they had the lights down. Yeah. They all, they're always changing the lights and everything, and it's a really cool atmosphere, and. Um, I'm so proud of our guys, you know, I mean, I really believe that the trip to Butler and Hinkle Fieldhouse, and like when you're in a, a power five, there's, I mean, let's face it. There's not a lot of true road yeah. experience. Um, if you play another big opponent, it's usually at a, a, a neutral court. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we saw so many of those over the last eight years at Madison Square Garden. Player big opponent there. Um, you know, play it at um, Dickies in Fort Worth. Or if you play Gonzaga, go play in Seattle. <clears throat> this, that trip, I think was uh, very beneficial. And even, you know, then now that I think about it, Joe Toussaint said that. He's like, you know, we lost to Butler, but we learned so much. And I was just really impressed with how they, they stuck together. Um, and I'll get into some of the other things that are floating around here in a little bit, but I want to get your, I don't want to take the entire segment, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. So what do you think? There was there several things that were impressive. Uh, somebody stepping up when you know they, you needed somebody to do it. You mentioned Joe. I thought his little stretch there in the first half kind of kind of I don't want to say save the day, but he kind of carried the team, put him on his well, back. It, it made for me to make him the the player of the game in the post. Yeah, but it was. We, oh, sorry. Uh, it was it was numerous different people stepping up at different times. Though I mean, we saw we saw Pop mm-hmm. being able to get to the basket. 
you know, like we've seen him do all year in important uh, parts of late in basketball games, sometimes uh, coming through, sometimes not. But that ability to just find a crease and to get a floater up and stuff like that, stuff you need in Big 12 play late, you know, crunch time type things. Now, it wasn't a last-second shot to win, but there were a couple times in that second half, what, he scored 13 second-half points, something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, just different moments and different people stepping up in those times, and you're not just leaning on one person the entire basketball game, which is something that seems like that's going to help out moving forward. Absolutely, yeah. And Robert Jennings. Yeah. Yeah, that was huge development. Like, you want to talk about a team that, oh, I don't want to say he makes this much difference. I don't want to get into crazy hyperbole. But, like, I feel like you want to take a team that's fringe NCA, fringe NIT, somewhere in the middle there, or put them into the round of 32 and the Sweet 16. I mean, if he continues to develop like we've seen, he I think he may be that important. You know, he may be. Watching, a, it was several weeks ago. It was early on, maybe right after Cambridge got hurt. But yeah. Robert being in there, and he almost looked, lost you know uh, switching on defense and people getting easy buckets at well the rim. And we heard that too from the sideline yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, but yeah. he when it was one of, i had mentioned this at points last week grant teaching and yelling at these guys and it's kind of funny because you know grant and i are very vertically challenged and dealing with some of these guys and <laughs> and yelling up at them but hey yeah, you up there yeah what but him him uh coaching jennings on the way to uh, the huddle during a timeout after a couple of uh bad defensive switches uh-huh. but i mean that's that's part of the process and jennings mentioned i think last week you know having to deal with injuries and being a little slowed in the process of learning uh mccaslin during the off season but yeah just seeing that growth and i know it's one game on the road but like you said this is only the second true road game of the season and in an environment that you know you wanted there's the pressure of wanting to win there one last time you know what what kind of um what kind of trance do you think officials fall into when they reach the Lawrence city limits? Like, that's a great question, man. And yeah. like, I know the rules of the game are in the building and the fog and the blah, blah, blah. But like, there's gotta be something more to it. Like as soon as they cross in to the city limits or the County limits, um, there's some kind of, um, elixir <laughs> that is, somehow given to these guys i mean i've when you've been it, you've it's, seen it firsthand it's tongue, yeah I, yeah i mean like and we all we, i know what you watch at ou basketball could probably produce a couple stories yeah i'm the same way with osu i'm the same way with texas tech i mean one time a kansas guy literally went through the hoop and swatted a ball Late in the game against Oklahoma State, that was not called goaltending. Yeah. That would have taken the lead. And I can understand some situations. Like that right there, that makes absolutely no sense. I can understand the crowd. You're into it. They they all in unison, you know, think something's a foul and you get caught up in the moment. That I mean, you're part of that, you know. You shouldn't be, but you're part of that. And you're like, well, I mean, I missed it, but surely this entire place didn't miss it, you know, type deal. I get that, but yeah, little things like what you said, and 
I mean, this weekend against TCU, uh, just another example of it. I'll I mean, tell you what, man. I was so impressed with TCU. And this league is going to be a riot. It is going to be <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, we got to find out who. Because was. you got like Cincinnati, who nobody thought much of. Yep. Go out there and win like they did. I mean, we, we, we'll talk. There's so much to talk about. We'll uh, we'll hit you with headlines and more of that because we hadn't really talked about the call up there at KU. We'll do all that and more coming up here on 100.7 Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Back here in the First United Bank studios on a Monday. It is going to be a wild week. We'll try to just keep you right on top of everything that is happening. Uh, Collier and I were talking in the break that um, it's kind of hard to keep track of everything unless you're just right on the internet 24-7. It's kind of hard. You you might miss something. Um, The weather's going to get wild. I just saw Dewey Selman. College Football Hall of Fame Class of 2024. So there's a headline. Uh, My guy, uh, Tyler Miriam, who's one of my best buds in the industry, he is the play-by-play voice for South Dakota State. And they won the FCS National Championship by beating Montana 23-3. Texas Tech wins on the men and the women's sides over the weekend. Tech men win at Texas. Tech women win at home against Kansas. And the Dallas Cowboys wallop the Commanders. And we've got football playoffs for the NFL. The number one seed in the AFC, the Ravens. The number one seed in the NFC, the Niners. So, here are your matchups in the AFC. The two-seed Bills against the seven-seed Steelers. God, this is going to be fun. Three-seed Chiefs against the six-seed Dolphins. Four-seed Texans against the five-seed Browns. NFC Cowboys, the two-seed against the seven-seed Packers. Three-seed Lions, holy cow, against the six-seed Rams and the Bucks against the five-seed Eagles. And the NFC East continues to be one of the craziest story in sports, how it bounces back and forth, like, like a little ping-pong ball. And mm-hmm. you win, you win, you win, you win, you win. And how many years? What is that number? It's, it's something absolutely ridiculous. Choice always knew. I know. Choice, choice was good to have that number in front of us as a uh, diehard Cowboys fan. No, and, and I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you get out of that final game of the regular season unscathed injury-wise. When it was kind of questionable to me late in the game, you're you're beating up on yeah, the commanders. Yeah, starters still in. And the starters are still in, and I get that. That was called C.D. Lamb. we got to make sure he's number one at everything. Dak's got to do this and that, and you're trying to pump up stats and stuff like that at the end of the year, which is kind of scary. When If, if you're an Eagles fan, you see your quarterback dislocate his finger and look like he's uh, letting the eagle fly, if you will, uh, giving everybody the, the bird with that middle finger dislocated the way it was. And I, I, don't even, I haven't even checked the status of A.J. Brown, but that didn't look good. You're losing everybody left and right if you're an Eagles fan. Uh, 
different situations there, obviously, because the Eagles have been playing awful, which is good news for uh, for Cowboys fans and everybody else in the NFC East or NFC. That's for sure. But I just yeah, that was kind of scary for me watching the Cowboys just continue to trot the starters out there in the, late in the game. Ron Rivera got fired, and so they're going to overhaul the yeah. Commanders. Um, did you see? The swan song for Arthur Smith. Yes, yes. Uh, going going out in a blaze of glory there, letting in a blaze Dennis of glory. Allen know his disappointment. Which it turns out that whole situation. Uh, if you weren't watching, I think it was what forty-one to nothing, basically uh, late in that game. Not that bad, but the Saints decided to score a touchdown, score another one, score another one, and. Arthur Smith was not none too happy with that situation and let uh, Dennis Allen know that during the post-game handshake. And it turns out that it wasn't even his call. I mean, you could hear the, hey, I understand and whatnot, but Jameis, Jameis Linston and uh, and the crew decided Jamal Williams, who scored 17 touchdowns a year ago and hadn't scored diddly squat all year this year with his new team, they decided to get him in the end zone there at the, at the end of the game, which... I go back to the whole Mike Leach thing. Yeah, I do too. Uh, too. Don't like it. Stop him. (laughs) Well, and I think he's probably knowing at that point that that, his tombstone is being etched. And that's, but if you know that, if you know that's your last game, you got to have a little more, I think, self control at the end. Yeah, because that's all. Everybody's going to remember Arthur Smith's. Yeah, coaching tenure as I mean seven and ten, seven uh, and ten, the rest of the but till he's the. Defensive coordinator at Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 48-17 was that final, by the way. And um, uh, Arthur Smith finishes up 21-30 and 30 in his three seasons with the Falcons. Just some weird scores, like 9-0 Tampa Bay over Carolina. Carolina's so thankful that the season's over. Bears are thankful the season's over, 17-9. Kansas City, 13-12. Some weird scores over the weekend. 18 straight years. Oh, my gosh. Different NFC East champions. That is just, there's only four teams. Yeah. You think about dynasties and things that, you know, stretches that teams get on and, hey, we get hot and um, we got the best quarterback or we got the best coach. Or, I mean, that's a long time to have the opportunity to have what I'm talking about. But no, it's, it's, it's the share of the wealth conference, baby. And I can understand three of them rotating, well, like the but Bills just, have won four straight, straight yeah. division titles, and you can't—it can't happen one time. Not that one just, time in a row. That just shows you how good the Cowboys haven't been for a while. Because if there was a one, and you say that, and the Giants have won two Super Bowls straight, well, the Eagles that's have won and the Eagles Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. Craziness. So the the play <laughs> that I want to get back to in Lawrence, um, TCU was just. I think outplayed Kansas like crazy. I mean, that's you have to adjust for Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> so the fact that they're ahead late in the game, they've outplayed them. And is it Uday? Yes. U-D-E-H? Ernest Uday? Yeah, I think it's Uday. Okay. Um, gets, a, gets a loose ball. Oh, 19 straight, by the way. I was reading an old story. Thanks to everybody on the chat line. At the top of the key... Loose ball ping, pings around. He grabs it and 
flails a little bit, and what a flopper Dickinson is. <laughs> I mean, he he's a large mouth bass, dude. Yeah. I mean, he he's a seven foot uh, flopper. He's he's like Ollie Gordon in football, and he's just gonna flop around all over the place. That big son of a gun is gonna fall down after a grazing of the jawline. Are you kidding me? And what what I have problem with, what I have the biggest problem with, is why I bring it, bring it up twice at the start of the show, is the terminology. Flagrant. Yeah. Flagrant one and two. This is deemed a flagrant one. The only difference between flagrant one and flagrant two is flagrant two, you get to pack your bags and you go, go early. Home. Yeah. Go hang out in the locker room and grab a grab a smart water. Um, this is a flagrant one. What was flagrant, flagrant. Yeah. about this play? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yes. He's not looking that way. He doesn't know Dickinson's there. He doesn't know any of the things that he ends up getting penalized for. And not only is it two shots, it's the ball for Kansas. TCU has the ball. They're up. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they go hit two free throws. Tied. Dewan Harris, bucket, lead, over. It happens that fast at KU. It happens that fast. You better be 15 points better than them if you're going to win up there. Yeah. And what's frustrating, I, I would like to watch the process of them watching to see if it's a flagrant one because I'll be honest, when you look at the down low from the other end video, it looks worse. Not that it looks horrible, but it looks worse than the up top version. The up top version, like I watched the down low went over and over again. I was like, eh, he hit him right here in the jaw. He didn't mean to do it. That's the problem. It's you can tell sometimes he was his arms were just he flailing. Got Gene Steratore saying yeah. no. no. Yeah, two announcers. No. no. <laughs> yep. I mean, I love it. At least they these guys are partial enough and can separate themselves from the situation, separate themselves from sixteen thousand people, separate the fact that the millions of people are watching, and give us the, what they really think. Well, and Dickinson gets away with his own. Uh, foul at the end of the ball game when they were tied I think at 81 when he scores that bucket to give them the lead two hands in the middle of Uday's back fully extended to get open underneath the basket to lay it up yeah nobody called that one. no 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 yeah. no no man it's, I'm telling you whatever um whatever zebra drug they give it's it's something else it's like a toll you know you drive in from Kansas City and there's a little tollway there and it's like take your medicine so you can just be a completely a just brainwashed fool. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Of uh, the end of the bench. Coming up here from the First United Bank Studios. The Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. You can hit us up through the Ace Flooring Center chat line like many of you have done. Thanks to Central Texas. Hank says, good to hear you too. Been a while since we've been graced by the illustrious Mr. Collier. Central Texas. Hank, he was on all last week, <laughs> as a matter of fact. That's what I'm here for. 
to fill the void of Choice Woodman, who there was another one on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line asking where one Choice Woodman is. And coming is, up at noon. Yes, coming up at noon on the bottom line. There you go. DC, you are now on par with Clint's playing Oklahoma on Texas Independence Day. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, both jokes. I wish I was on par at least height-wise with uh, Clint. That would be awesome. The year Hax, out there. did Raj come visit you after the game? Unfortunately, no. No, Raj. No sign of Raj Patel, who's a uh, folk hero in his own right. I agree with all your points concerning Kansas basketball in the end of the game officiating. What a joke. Yeah, it's a complete joke. Here's hoping Tech can sweep UT in basketball and baseball and send the send them off in a way football could not. What the heck? Bless the mood. Oh, <laughs> all these for the eighth floor center chat line. All right, Lucas, hit us up with our meaningless pick'em, please, and the results thereof. So for our meaningless pick'em, which we only did five games, Collier and I. I just realized this. We picked the exact same. The entire way? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> way so, to be original, boys. Yeah. Yeah. We both went four and one. Well, that was the way to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, I remember I went against everybody, and I know I lost a bunch. You know what? Just to be different, I'll go ahead and pick the Red Raiders over uh, the Longhorns then, around 78 to 67-ish. Yeah. Well, my score was... 79 to 69. So mine was the closest, but yeah. I had it flipped. I had Texas winning. Yeah. And then Hacks went three and two with the losses for the Dolphins and Clemson. Yeah, that was a dumb pick. Which one? What was, Which what? one? Uh, Clemson kept it close. Yeah, or... but it's Clemson, North Carolina. That's, that's the yeah. dumb pick. I, I like to pick home teams. I do that quite a, quite often, more than I should. So that's what happened there. Um, that, yeah, that that was the dumb pick I was talking about. Yeah. Hacks, dumb pick of the week. We should have picked how many interceptions were going to be thrown on Sunday night because I think there was, what, five? Well, I know the first four. two drives had picks. Yeah. Dolphins going down, tried to heave it to Tyreek amongst three defenders pick uh, Josh Allen takes him the length of the field just throws a weird pass pick so 20 turnovers for him this year for Josh Allen just like my guy Allen Bowman man. Yeah. constantly every single game he might score two touchdowns but he's going to have an interception in there at least one back foot Bowman coming to a decade near you. Uh, Panhandle Raider says, Hacks, have you seen the Russian grad student this season? Do you know about Andre? No. Never run into Andre? No, not that I know of. Weird, weird, bad haircut Russian kid that goes to tech. Mm-hmm. Has glasses. Jeef! You don't, never I've heard the, sh- the story, yeah. The shtick. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a student. Uh, yeah, he's a student. And uh, loves loves working the system is the way yeah. that I would put it. Yeah. 
showing up to coaches shows and just kind of lingering around till everyone's gone while I'm putting stuff up to get a free plate of food. So I guess you got to admire his hustle. Yeah. Hey. As a matter of fact, with Andre, I got a Merry Christmas to you and your family on December 25th. And I texted him on October 13th. And he texted me back on Facebook that he is still living in Lubbock. I just haven't seen him in a while. He must be actually having to really take classes or something. <laughs> well, maybe you'll see him tomorrow night. Take you, know when I'm, you know what I'm going to see him is Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich is tonight. Maybe uh, Mark Finkner will see Andre tonight <laughs> on Double T 97.3. College football national championship is at seven. Cowboys hour is at six on one hundred point seven. The score. What kind of um, odds do you give the Cowboys? I need to pull that bracket up. I, I still think they can make it to the NFC championship game. I don't know about <clears throat> going past. I guess it just depends on how confident I am in Brock Purdy. You know. <clears throat> Not not getting hurt, one, right? Um, I think they're going to get by the Packers. I think they get by either the Rams or the Lions. I think it just comes down to the 49ers. I, I, if everybody's healthy on the 49ers, I think that's tough. Now, the motivation of how embarrassing that first meeting was, maybe that flips, I don't know, but... It's still, it's, it's still Mike McCarthy, but do I trust Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan? I trust Mike Shanahan. I don't know if I trust Kyle Shanahan as much in a playoff setting like that. And is McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey went out of uh, week 17 with a calf injury. Is he a, a go? Because if you don't have him healthy, that changes a lot. It's just like Debo Samuel. I think Debo's huge for that offense. Uh, it looked like that whenever he was out earlier this year mm -hmm. if McCaffrey's not healthy those running backs that they have Jordan Mason and uh Elijah Mitchell is that what it is uh, Mitchell and Mason they're quite the drop off most people are of McCaffrey so I've got all kinds of metrics pulled up here the FBI uh let's see current up-to-date redundancy uh odds to make Super Bowl in the NFC, the Niners have a 59.6% chance. The Cowboys a 25.1% chance, second-best odds. Mm -hmm. And then it falls way off to the Lions at 5.1%. Then everybody else, Bucks, Eagles, Rams, Packers, virtually no chance. So the Lions share, pun intended, belong to the Cowboys and the Niners to make the Super Bowl on the NFC. On the AFC side, the Ravens, a 55.4% chance. The Bills, a 26.8% chance. And the Chiefs, 8.2%. I have a feeling the Chiefs offense figures things out. Oh, okay. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
Hey, thanks for being with us on a Music Monday here on 100.7 The Score. 100.7 thescore.com coming up tonight. Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich at 6. Live from Rudy's on Double T 97.3 is where you can listen. College football national championship coming up at 7 o'clock. Also on Double T 97.3 in the Cowboys Hour is at 6 on 100.7 The Score. Who wins tonight, David Collier? David Collier. Uh, um, I not still Dave Collier. Not thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I, I'm still going to go with Michigan. I wonder if they can score with Washington, but I'm just going to. I'm going to think the defense can maybe slow down Penix, and he can prove all the people that didn't believe in him to win the Heisman Trophy wrong. But, but those wide receivers, man, they they've been really impressive. All, th- all with three of them, including Jalen Polk, former Red Raider. I mean, the ball is anywhere near them, and they catch the football. Somebody joked that if Pat had those three guys, he would have better wide receivers on his team than he does right now. And I think that's much, somewhat true. Mm. I mean, all of them can catch the football, but I'm still going to go with the defense and Michigan and everything, you know, thus us against the world, Jim Harbaugh's last game, all that stuff. I think that plays into it, and I think that they get the job done and win Michigan a national title. The first one since 97, I believe, and I don't even know the first one because that one wasn't even a uh, unanimous. They shared that with Nebraska that year, I think. So, But uh, back when you – that was kind of a, a regular thing to yeah, share. share national titles, yeah. But coaches and the AP, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll go with the Wolverines, even though. Lucas, who you betting tonight? That's a better way to put it. Who would I put money on? <laughs> I personally want Washington to win. I can't stand Michigan. Uh, obviously, that's why I don't want Harbaugh in L.A. But yeah. um, I think J.J. is going to have a, his – He's going to get his for sure. And then Blake is probably going to score a couple times. I think it's going to be in the 20s, would my guess be. But my heart wants Washington, but my head is saying Michigan. So, yeah. Kind of feels like everybody's on the Michigan side of things, um, which makes me wonder a little bit, which makes me feel like going the other way. But I'm... I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna I know. I, I think it's the the safer bet of the two. That's and the whole Mikey thing. For a pop oh, quiz. You gotta be kidding me! Pop quiz. Uh, pop quiz. Pop quiz hot all right. Shot. Well, I'm just gonna have to. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk, and we'll have something. Uh... <laughs> so my favorite thing to do is play the sounder when you're having a thought. I'm yes. sorry, it's just my favorite thing to do. Most visited websites in the U.S. in December of 2023. Um, you get 10. I'll buy you five lunches. Yeah, that's not happening. Okay. I'll be lucky if I get five. You get seven, it's a win. Yeah. You know the rules. Yes. Um, all of these, there's nine you should have a chance, a really good chance of getting. Um, the one that I'll throw out, so it's just going to be nine. So let's take it six as a win, mm-hmm. five as a loss, 
is max.com. I is that like I think that's uh I think that's HBO cuz I think they changed it to max.com. Okay, max.com. Um, well, that helps me out a little bit. At least I know there it. are no adult sites in the top ten, okay. so don't worry about that. Okay, uh, there are uh, twelve and thirteen and a couple others, um, but top ten. So uh, that means if Max is one, that means like Netflix and stuff like that would be one. Does that count? Is that is that a website or is that an app? See, that's this is showing you how Netflix is twenty two. Now start okay. again. Okay. Um, well, Amazon.com. Number four. Okay. Wow. Holy moly. I'm totally, I figured that would be number one. Um, Netflix is not that high up there. Um, Hulu. Does that count? Huh. Jeez. So it's all shopping stuff. Um, websites, websites, websites. Yeah, websites. So, so you're shopping on these websites. I Hacks, I'm going to lay an egg. Social media. Oh, so okay, that helps. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, six, eight, TikTok. Huh? Oh, wow, really? So I've already got two. They're twenty nine. Wow. Yeah. Two strikes. Two strikes. Um, threads. I'm joking. Not threads. No, don't count that one. It was a joke. Um, wow. Social media. I've I've already hit the two social Facebook. Duh. Three. Three. I, uh, that, I pretty much went to the extent of the websites that I go to. Um, do people go to ESPN.com anymore? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm done. You had a lifeline. I did have a lifeline. Darn. Lucas? Lucas. Wikipedia. Number nine. Wow. Still? Wow, that's crazy. I... I guess I do go to Wikipedia, not as much as I think I do. The Wikipedia. All right, so no, the top no. ten. Google, Google, duh. Yeah, Google one, on. YouTube two, Facebook three, Amazon four, Yahoo five. Yahoo, wow. Twitter six, Max seven, Instagram eight, Wikipedia nine, Reddit ten. I think that just shows you how much you unconsciously type some of these things out because I've been to YouTube and Google this morning and mm-hmm. didn't even think about typing them in. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a normal thing. I was thinking more shopping things. Once you said December, I was like, all right, we're, we're shopping. Ah, Everybody's yeah, yeah, doing yeah. last minute Christmas shopping. That's where my brain went immediately. So I'm like, where else do I go shopping? No- nowhere else. I, it's eBay's still up there. 14. See, and I never, I, I do not go to eBay. So, Bing, who people make fun of me like crazy about, is twenty three. I do my searching on Bing. People make fun of me. That's the one that pops up on my laptop. Yeah, see, that's me too. But yeah, I, it's already installed. I immediately type in Google. I'll click on the stories that are on Bing, but that's all they want me to do. Well, there you go. Finally, lost failure pop quiz. This is what it's like to be Choice Woodman. Uh, <laughs> you fire him right away because of accountability. Um, Michigan playing for the national championship just proves cheating pays. Ask Kansas basketball. That's, to me, the text of the day right there. Nailed it. Um, that 737 Max door f- filler blowing off scares me. 
Uh, do you see that story? I did see that. I didn't want to bring that up to you, but just just for the fact that I know how much you're going to be on an airplane over the next few weeks. I'm going to weigh in on this with you after we get back. Okay. Because you're going to be blown away by my response. Okay. That, yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't bring it up. I was like, I don't want to bring that up. You're going to be blown away it. by my response. Okay. Okay. It's going to really mess with your brain. Music Monday, we got some headlines and your thoughts coming up next. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. We are your uh, bench warmers. Jeff Haxton, David Collier, Lucas White. Now's the time. Get your questions in. We got a lot of cars in. Continue to talk cars. Get questions in. You know, this is Perfect timing for user Tweepe, who's always got good questions. How many Big 12 wins now for Tech basketball? And I was going to ask you this before he did. Um, one of the reasons I was going to ask you this is because of something that we said during the break. My son has firmly used the jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> he told me two nights ago, well, uh, last night, yesterday, Dad, I, I see us losing two Big 12 conference games. Okay. I love the the optimism. By the way, he knows our schedule so much better than I do. You're one game at a time. You're like coach speak. I am very coach speak-ish on this. Um, I thought we played Houston twice. Thank goodness you don't. Yeah, but I I thought. You get two Oklahoma States. You get two two UCFs. Man, that's – UCF did not look – too great they didn't look quite ready for prime time yeah it was boat race yeah that the score at the end wasn't even as close as oh, what I know. it was yeah. it was it was a 30 ish i swear it's, I, it was like 70 to 35 or something yeah. at one point it was it was bad so there you go i mean there's four right there to go along so that's five man uh i'm 10 i mean i'm still gonna go 10 11 you got baylor on there a couple times that's that's what I'm doing too. I'm not going to uh, use my jump to conclusions, Matt. I'm going to stay rooted, firm, and say my over under was nine, and I was taking ten. Uh, I would tick it up to nine and a half, probably, and and you know, you get ten wins, you're a seven seed. And you're feeling better because that Baylor, or not Baylor, BYU game gave you comp- a little more confidence against them. I mean, it was at home anyway, right? That's a home game, so I probably would have picked you to win that game anyway. That doesn't change anything in that aspect. But, yeah, I'm not going to – I mean, maybe Texas isn't great, you know? True. Maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. That could be – I'm not looking at it like Perry here. I'm looking at it as Two an old, old man. Dad. Six, what was that? 16 what were, and two. What, what were his two losses? Kansas and. Yeah. Kansas and maybe one to Baylor. Mm-hmm. I like, just, I like the optimism. It's like, I go, we got to go to Norman. He's like, no problem. It's like, have you, <laughs> you seen what they're doing lately? Boy. They're, they're pretty good up there. We need more Perry's in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1965 Tempest Pontiac. 
a picture of a 1980 Chevy truck. Really wish Bullfighter still had. 03 Ford Focus. Pontiac Vibe. 78 Chevy Nova with an 8-track. First car was a 1970 Galaxy 500. And those are some of the cars that we were getting in. My, my All aunt. of those better than the 85, 86 uh, GMC Safari. My aunt had a truck very similar to Bullfighters. Uh, they had the white panel down the side of it, and it had an 8-track in it. I remember listening to Alabama, and I remember at one point it reverse stopped working in it so we had to get out and push the thing around if she ever was parked somewhere <laughs> or so yeah i would take one of those in a heartbeat though if i could now if i could go back i probably would go with the truck but uh just being stubborn and not wanting to have what my stepdad had was uh a big player in that thing bench sitters i went to three tech football games this season they were all losses which Big 12 game is a guaranteed win next year so I can attend that one? I'm going to pull up the schedule. Yeah, pull up the schedule real quick. Good question, though. Sorry you went to three losses. It's not fun. Got this one, too. My first car was a Huffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think the easy answer here would be Abilene Christian comes to Jones AT&T Stadium August 31st. Get your tickets for that one, right? Yeah, if you want the dub, there you go. Yeah. North, Tec- North Texas also makes a trip to Lubbock on September 14th, and then we're that playing should the be yes a route. I, it should be a route without a doubt. Um, the other home games are against Arizona State, Baylor, Cincinnati, when? Colorado, West Virginia. That's fun. We're on the tail end of the thing here. I had it in my queue of things to ask you about about. The uh, Brett, do you see Brett McMurphy's top 25? I should, I should save this for tomorrow. You want me to save it for tomorrow? I already brought it up. Go ahead. Can you Got get time? Can you guess how many Big 12 teams Nine? are in the top 25 for football next year? Oh, yeah, football, football. top 20. The way too early top 25 for um, football next year. And the only reason I bring this up is because one of the teams I brought up was somehow in his top 25. Three. Pulling up my, uh, there are six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Can you give me the Brett McMurphy top 25 teams way too early, Twenty top uh, 25 for 2020? K-State. K-State checks in at 12. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State at 15. TCU. No. Okay. Strike one. Strike one. Um, Utah. Utah at 19. Halfway home. Um... Sure wouldn't be Baylor. No way. No. Um, how about Kansas? Kansas checks in at number 23. Holy crap. I'm going. Yeah. Going in ascending order yeah. so far. Yeah. Of course, I'm running out of room. Um, you're, 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 you're missing the bookends. I'll, uh, I'll give you that. The the highest the and highest the lowest. The highest and the The highest and the lowest, and the Red Raiders play one of them. They do not play the other one. Or actually, they do play. They play both of them next year, yeah. At home for one of them, on the road for the other. Colorado? Nope. One of them's a newbie, though, just like Colorado. Arizona. There you go. Ranked eighth in his Arizona. Fafida. 
And not Fajita. The number 25th ranked team will make a trip to Jones AT&T Stadium, according to Brett McMurphy. West Virginia? West Virginia. Mountain Mama, come on. I think he's way off on that one. Might be reaching a little bit. That's a little bit of a reach. I don't know. No no sign of Texas Tech. I guess he felt burnt. But cause, oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that's that's okay. I, let's go back. To, uh, Sorry. The, no, it was, it was great. I'm glad you, thrilled you brought that up. But the, he, this guy said, which Big 12 game? Oh, which Big 12 game? My bad. Sorry about that. That's uh, that's my mistake. So go back. Let's uh, get him a W. At home, you've got Arizona State. I that would go, one. That would be the one. Baylor. Uh, Baylor. Arizona State, Baylor, Cincinnati, Colorado, West Virginia. To be quite honest with you, man, I would. That's a that's a lot of wins right there. Potentially all of them. I mean, we don't know what Colorado's going to be. They got a brand new football team. But if you get them early on in the season, you know, or I guess if you get them late when they've quit at that point from all the struggling, I man, defense rank, trying. I just don't buy West Virginia. Don't know about Cincinnati. I think, I think all of those, you've got a really good shot of winning those games. Man, quit it, dude! It's January. Don't don't get the hype train going yet. We haven't even had the the creatives put out all their, <laughs> you know, rocking videos to get us to buy in that they're not going to lose a game the entire season. So uh, I don't know. I feel burnt. I mean, I I, I was stupid. I was dumb. I said they were going to be ten and two and go to the Big Twelve Championship. That tell you who they're going to play though. You were we were doing shows. I said it was going to be Oklahoma State. <laughs> I was like they're not on the not on the schedule, but Tech and Oklahoma State are going to meet for the Big Twelve Championship. Hey, I'm I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to that too, and I I didn't I didn't buy into playing for anything huge, but like the Brett McMurphy Cotton Bowl and all that. I think he said Cotton Bowl. Yeah, but I certainly would have uh, taken over on the wins. I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, and I never drank oh, the Kool-Aid. Man, I, I chugged it. Shotgun. <laughs> it's the off-season, boys. We're going 13-0. That's from Tennessee Raider in a great way to end the show. Thanks, everybody, for writing into the Ace Flooring Center chat line. Great participation. Coming up next is the bottom line. Going to be a lot of fun with those guys. And uh, batting down the hatches. It's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. And get out there and root for the Red Raiders tomorrow. We'll be on the air tomorrow at 9 with this show, The End of the Bench. This has been The End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.